Source of Calgary's massive E. coli outbreak has been likely nailed down. White Nationalist has his invitation to address a parliamentary committee in Quebec rescinded. A new investigation shows that lobby groups worked hand-in-hand with bureaucrats to reform Canada's policies on GMO plants. And protests in Colombia demand more to be done to stop violence that is disproportionately impacting Indigenous people. Good morning. It's Thursday, September 28th. I'm Nora coming to you live from underneath a couple of blankets in St. Catharines, Ontario. And here are your headlines. We start this morning in Calgary, where there's been an update in the case of E. coli that has poisoned hundreds of people, mostly children. At a press conference yesterday, Alberta's chief medical officer said that the most likely source of the poisoned food was meatloaf and vegan meatloaf served on August 29th. Sorry, I guess that's vegan loaf. The investigation isn't entirely conclusive, as there remains nothing of either loaf that the health service can test to confirm the source, but the loaves were most likely the source of the outbreak based on their investigations. CBC News's Jade Marcus reports that, quote-unquote, minutes after this announcement, the city of Calgary announced that it had laid charges against a shared kitchen for operating without, quote-unquote, a proper license. This kitchen supplied food to the daycares that had E. coli outbreaks. Charges were laid against fueling mines. Four children remain in hospital. The corporation and two directors faced 12 charges that could result in a fine of up to $120,000, which, let's be serious, is not very much money. Because fueling mines falls outside of the scope of being a provincially licensed daycare, because it's a kitchen, the business was operating without a City of Calgary business license, and that is what the City of Calgary is going after it for. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith says that she's going to review shared kitchens across the province and also strike a review panel chaired by a former cop to look into what happened. They will also look at whether or not policy changes are needed. No explanation for why a cop would be chairing such a committee was included in the story, as they will be looking at food safety, food handling, temperature storage, and whether or not there should be inspection reports posted on doors, something that, you know, would be functionally useless if the central kitchen isn't actually located at the daycare, which it's not. You know, things that uh, a police officer isn't whatsoever trained in to be an expert on. The article doesn't name who the two directors are who are facing charges, but it does say that Fueling Brains Incorporated's two directors are Faisal Almod and Anil Karim. Marcus talked with John Greenhow, whose son developed severe illness as a result of the outbreak. And this is what Greenhow said, quote, It's disgusting to me that it's taken a crisis like this to elevate scrutiny around kitchens and around food safety in particular for children. Fueling Minds has refused to comment. Next up, because Canadian legislatures can only take so many Nazis in a single week, Quebec's National Assembly has rescinded an invitation to a parliamentary commission that was given to Alexandre Cormier-Denis. Cormier-Denis is a committed white nationalist. He was supposed to appear before a committee studying immigration. While Cormier-Denis' racist position on immigration is shared by far too Quebecers, all parties in the National Assembly expressed concern that he was scheduled to appear before the committee. Cormier-Denis is a proponent of the Great Replacement Theory, that white Quebecers are being replaced by non-white Quebecers, and that English Canada's multiculturalism is quote-unquote disgusting, reports the Canadian press. 
the government house leader's office rescinded the invitation. Last week, Christopher Curtis's The Rover reported on Cormier Denis being given 40 minutes to rant on mainstream commercial radio in Quebec City. The notoriously trash Radio X let him go on, quote, railing against Bolshevik politicians in the National Assembly, a media culture dominated by extreme leftists, and the dangers of immigration changing Quebec's demographic makeup, unquote, as Curtis reported. Garnier Denis is particularly dangerous because he's able to speak both to the racists in Quebec and the racists in France, which is not something that all racists have the capacity to do well. Next to national news and another bombshell report from Radio-Canada's Thomas Gerbet, the hardest working scoop man in Canada. A team from Radio-Canada has found that lobbyists from the agrochemical industry worked with the Canadian Food Inspection Agency to co-develop a revised policy on genetically modified organism plants. Freedom of information documents show that the lobbyists and bureaucrats worked directly together on the reform. When questioned on what the document said, CFIA told Radio Canada that, quote, external parties, including industry associations, have never authored CFIA or Health Canada documents, unquote. But if you look at the document, which Gerbet helpfully includes, you see something called draft, supporting innovation in plant breeding, setting terms under which a joint industry government working group will contribute to evolving Canada's approach to biotechnology to meet emerging challenges, unquote. That is the title of the document, and the authors are listed as Crop Life Canada and Carla St. Croix, the Director of Innovation and Growth Policy Division from Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. The group of lobbyists and bureaucrats was called the Tiger Team. The federal government confirmed that the Tiger Team brought together bureaucrats from CFIA and Health Canada with reps from CropLife, the Grain Council of Canada, and the lobby group Seeds Canada. The three groups, Gerbe writes, have the same interests. They also share even some of the same leadership. No group that opposed the suggested reforms were on the Tiger Team. And while the government said that the Tiger team was brought together in August 2019 and they finished their work midway through May 2020, the documents obtained by Radio Canada show that the close collaboration between industry and bureaucrats started before and continued after these dates. In one document, CropLife had even made the suggestions for how to define certain terms, and they said in the documents to not say that the definitions had come from them. The Bloc Québécois has called for the reforms to be re-examined in light of the investigation. When presented with the research, Greenpeace said that it was scandalous, and Nature Québec said that it was une proximité hallucinant, which, man, I don't know how to translate that one. I guess that it's that this news is crazy adjacent. And finally, to Colombia. Thousands of Indigenous protesters demanded an end to the violence that is disproportionately affecting Indigenous people in that country. The protest was organized by the Minga, a collective movement of indigenous people, and it was the first time they protested since the election of left-wing president Gustavo Petro. There were tens of thousands of people present. Al Jazeera talked to some who were disappointed that Petro hasn't done enough to stop the violence. Petro has been both successful and has failed at trying to stop or stem this violence. For example, a six-month ceasefire with the ELN has held, and it's been hailed as a political victory. But ceasefires with other groups have collapsed, and the violence has not been stemmed. Colombia is the most dangerous country in the world for land defenders and environmental activists, according to the advocacy group The Global Witness. Indigenous people are more likely to be caught in the violence. 
Tens of thousands of people are directly impacted by this violence, including being forcibly displaced. Despite being under 4% of Colombia's population, about half of the people who face this violence are Indigenous. Those are your headlines for Thursday, September 28th. I'm Nora. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday and are looking forward to soon another weekend.